The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Brett King. Thanks for joining us for episode three of The Boys of Tech. Your hosts are Brett King and Edwin Herman. Good evening, Brett. Hey, howdy. I understand you're uh, moving house next week. I am indeed. Oh, great. You know what? I'm actually doing that this week. <laughs> Did you take the week off? Well, yeah, I've taken about half, half a week off. Uh, and I've I, taken the whole week off. Oh, that's probably wiser. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just awful. I hate moving. Yes. I like getting to my new destination, but I hate the I hate the transition. Mm. Hey, uh, let's uh, kick off the show with our first story. Uh, I guess it was a bit of a slow news week in the IT sector, but uh, I guess the biggest story out there was uh, Google launching its new location-based service called Latitude. Basically, it's a service that allows Google users to share their location with friends and families. So, uh, why would you ever want to tell people where you are? I don't know. Maybe you are an exhibitionist. Maybe, <laughs> um, I guess I can see um, uses for parents tracking their children and etc. And perhaps the dodgy employers wishing to keep a tab on their employees' locations so that they know they're actually in their office or wherever but once again it's only tracking the the, the mobile so uh, if a worker wanted to skive off they'd just leave their blackberry in their office <laughs> yeah and actually the other thing to mention is that the users do have an option of uh, controlling what's shared and to what uh, precision that their location is specified so uh, you know and you know what's actually interesting as well they haven't actually released an Android uh, version of that or an iPhone version. Obviously, well, I would have thought an Android version would have been the one of the first ones to come out, seeing as, you know, that's Google's baby with their Google phone. Yeah, exactly. So they've only done BlackBerry and Windows Mobile 5 and 6 and Symbian, which I like exactly as you said, I would have thought, well, well, we'll do it on Android first. But no, no, that's sort of coming later. So I don't know if that's an admission that no one really uses Android phones at the moment. Admittedly, they are pretty new. They are pretty new and pretty expensive. So this is really just the way I see it. It's a bit like a location version of Twitter. So Twitter answers the question, what am I doing right now? And letting everybody know. Uh, and I guess this Latitude service is the equivalent of that on a location based system where am i exactly. now oh, where am i now i'm in my bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i want people to know that <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> if i ever turned on that thing i'd probably have it i am in wellington currently <laughs> that's as specific as it'll get yeah i think yeah i'd be, I'd be doing the <laughs> same as well i'm still in wellington oh look tomorrow i think i'll probably be in wellington <laughs> if you if you had a phone that supported that would you use that um Probably not, because how many times have you, you know, you, you sign up to these things and you go, oh, it's going to be awesome. And so you sign up all your friends to it so your friends can know where you are. But then there's that night that there's a party that your friends have 
invited you to and you've said yes or whatever or perhaps you've said no or you've decided oh wait no I'm out of town that day I can't do it I can't go to this party but really you're just you know home watching telly because you really did not feel like going out that night uh, your friends are just going to be able to look it up and go huh it's all lies. Like it was hiking on us. It's <laughs> lies. He's not out of town. He's in his living room. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know why. I can see some uses for, you know, family keeping tabs on younger ones. But other than that, I could see it getting into lots of problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's another good one. <laughs> your, your girlfriend's out of town because she's off with her family. You look her up on Latitude and discover, wait, no. Oh, She's no. at some other guy's house that you know. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that would not be good. Oh, indeed, because <laughs> when are you never with your phone? Well, you know, I <laughs> wouldn't. Your phone. They're, like, I... always with you. So you'd have to be very careful. I could see this getting people into trouble who signed each other up to it or, or you know, and invited people to, to know where they are because they thought it was great and then... All kinds of weird stuff. And even if you know that you can turn the service off, you, you, there's going to be times when you forget and you get caught out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are you, what are you going to remember? It's, it's a neat idea. But it's, it's one of those, you know, another little widget. It's, it's cool. It's, it's neat in certain circumstances. But for the majority of the time, what's the point, really? Well, you know Is what, there a point? When Twitter started, uh, I uh, thought I'd sign up. And I, I, that was about, what, four months ago, and I've only made one tweet, and it says, what am I doing? I'm currently signing up to Twitter. That's what I put, and it's sat, <laughs> it's sat there since. So oh, I indeed. Think, I think this there are be, some There are some people who take off to these things. They love them, like Twitter. They're constantly texting their update to their Twitter so that people know what are they currently doing, what are they currently thinking, or, you know, what did they just eat, or what was the smell of the random person on the on the um, bus to wherever it was they're going. But for the majority of people, they're, you know, you, you, you find out about it and you go, oh, that's pretty neat. I can, you know, get onto this and let people know what I'm thinking. But then, you, you know, you sit there and go, or you forget about it, which is my problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, sign up to the it, and go, oh, I'm, I'm going to be able to let people know and blah, blah, blah. But then I forget about it and really. <laughs> well, that's exactly what would happen to me. I mean, you know, I've just explained that's ex- that is exactly what happened to me on Twitter. If I tried this thing, it'd be the same. I'd, well, except that you don't have to keep updating it. But like, I wouldn't really, I'd, I'd forget it's on. You would, I wouldn't, yeah, you'd forget it was on. You'd forget you invited your people to know. And then suddenly, <laughs> the next time you're talking to somebody, they're going, yeah, yeah. Why were you in the bathroom for two hours last night, Ed? <laughs> and you'll be like, why the hell were you watching? I, I left, <laughs> why I the hell were you checking my location? constantly last night. No, no, no. I, I left my phone. Yeah, well, that too. That's the other question. Yeah. <laughs> That's the question to ask back here. Yeah. No, look, if I had a phone that supported it, I, I wouldn't use it, uh, but not because uh, I, I think it would get me into trouble or anything. It's just that, well, I don't get out, so it'd always say I'm at home or I'm in Wellington. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I can see that. other uses for it, which could be quite good, as if you've you know got yourself connected to it, then if you do lose your phone, oh, yeah. then... You might know where your phone is. <laughs> it's in Wellington. No, you can keep a track of your phone, but you've got to 
think about how you're going to use it and who you'd want to um, share your location with. But a brilliant idea for a service that allows you to keep track of where your phone is, because how many times have you lost your phone? <laughs> you misplace your phone. Your phone's fallen down the back of your sofa. You'll be able to go, oh, it's somewhere in the living room. And... I just need to wait for... Well, I need to wait for someone to make something like that for keys. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, pretty soon everything will be internet connected. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Well, mind you, there might be a <laughs> you'll, time... You'll be able to look on a webpage to see how fresh your underwear is. <laughs> Not sure I like the sound of that. Um, <laughs> but you're probably right. That probably will be the case one day. Hey, uh, the other big story is uh, Facebook uh, have really not been too successful in uh, generating revenue from advertising. So finally, it's time to cash in. Uh, the, the people who, who, who have Facebook have realized, in fact, they've prob- probably known all along, that it's a valuable, massive marketing tool. Mm. 150 million members and people say, you know, answer all sorts of uh, uh, classification type questions like, are you are you this, are you that, how old are you, do you smoke, all that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, that can be real, that can be tapped into and would be worth millions. Yes, yes, indeed it would. The, 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 the potential, um, you know, audiences for doing trials or, you know, testing new product appeal or marketing um, techniques and yada yada it's it's a yeah it's a, a brilliant base as long as you have the ability to opt out yes that's the key there opt out? What does that a mean? Thing, <laughs> and lots of people I'm sure lots of people will have no problem doing it look at the the number of um, pervasive apps that are on there which do uh, on Facebook, which do very little at all. The, you know, the you were bitten by a vampire, who do you wish to bite, yada, yada, all the, the myriad different versions of those sorts of things which people will sign up to and then spam everybody on their friends list <laughs> with invites to. There is, so there's, there are plenty, there's a, a large audience of people who would quite happily um, opt in and sign up and answer questions on um, new products and market research. But as long as there's the ability to opt out, even if most people don't, it's, you know, you've still got to have that. The thing, that's, that. the thing that's so uh, valuable in, in, in doing this with Facebook is that results are instantaneous. You know, you don't, you don't have to wait for, for, for answers to come back. You know, this can be, you know, you can watch these, live as as members answer questions and or click on ads and so on exactly you can have it updates um you know every sec <laughs> up to the second updates on what the market research is saying about your new product or about whatever question it is that you're asking you're on facebook aren't you i am indeed I've i'm got- i'm one of those people who check facebook once in a blue moon um, mainly when somebody prods me and goes, why haven't you checked Facebook recently? And so I will pop onto Facebook and discover all this new stuff or all these new people who um, <laughs> who know me for some reason or somehow or, you know, um, things like that. Which is funny because last time I was on Facebook, which was only um, last week, I discovered that there's a, a Facebook group for my old, primary school in Australia. <laughs> really? How big? Was it a yes. big school or? No, no, well, it's the, uh, um, 
one of several primary schools in in the town. Um, but yeah, and um, there are a lot of photos from the from that primary school there. So <laughs> I was looking through this massive number of um, you know the your class photos, um, and yeah. I found photos with me in them as a small child. It was quite disturbing. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> you know, I I have no idea what you can do on Facebook, really. Well, I know that's not true, but I I don't have a Facebook account. I've resisted so far. I've resisted. <gasps> yes, I know. Oh, come on! You've got to. Everybody, everybody has one. It, there are, there are so which many. is the exact argument which got me finally was everybody's got one. And and we'd be have to you know talk all the time. You can catch up with all well, the people you know. I will say like, uh, I will it was say Justin one thing. Justin, maybe sign up. Uh, well, I, look, I will I will say one thing. If I had to sign up to any of these, you know, community type sites, MySpace, Facebook, Bebo, yeah, Facebook mm-hmm. seems to be it. Maybe maybe I would sign up to that. But I, yeah. you know, I see people wasting so much time. I see people at work uh, spending more time on Facebook than on things they should be doing. Yeah, it's, like work. I'm a bit worried that it's going to chew up too much of my time the way that IRC did back in the 1990s oh, when I was yes, a student. Yes. Well, I can, I can freely admit that when I first signed up to Facebook for the first month, I was on it, you know, every day for multiple hours. Uh, and, you know, just finding all these people I knew and adding all these friends and looking at all these groups and, you know, seeing all these apps that people had written for it. And, you know, what ate up the vast majority of those months was Scrabulous, or when it was called Scrabulous. Oh, yeah. It changed its name to now because Scrabble got onto them about, you know, trademark infringement. Um, but they're back uh, with a new name, but it's the same thing. But, what's it, yeah, what's that, it called now? I can't remember. I cannot remember. I, I guess I could log on and, you know, while we're talking and find out what it's called. <laughs> you could probably play a game while you're doing this podcast. I would never know. I probably could. But yes, that Scrabulous had me massively addicted, especially when you can, when you play against either random people or people from your friends list. And if they're on Facebook at the same time, then it's basically, you know, real time Scrabble. And does, does it save your score? Yeah, yeah, it saves you scores, and you keep track of it. It was brilliant. It was by far the best um, implementation of Scrabble online I've ever seen. Um, and that's why I spent most of my time on that. Uh, but oh, then, I, <laughs> as with most of these sorts of things, the the appeal eventually wears off for me, and I will just stop. A lot of people said that that was the best Scrabble game that was out there, and it's a real shame that... Scrabble themselves, whoever I can't Didn't remember who buy into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, they Come could on. have that massive, massive opportunity, marketing opportunity there to have hooked into Scrabulous because <laughs> the number of people who played Scrabulous, it was the number one yeah, app. For, yeah, you know, just old school, old school way of thinking. Mm. Yeah, the old school way of thinking of oh, they're infringing our trademark. We must destroy them instead of. Oh, they've brought Scrabble into the new millennium. Let's we into it. should yeah. we should jump on board their bandwagon. Exactly, exactly. That would have been a smarter move. Yes, that would have been a much smarter move. So, Brett, when are you going to register uh, Brett.tel? Um, probably never. 
it's yeah why 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 would i want to do that yeah why would What's, you dot tell let's it, just uh, give our listeners a little bit of background the dot tell is a new top level domain name and the idea of that is to be a phone book for the net so you can register your company.tel and put its publish its phone number its email address its website a blurb some keywords whoop de doo do yeah. we need do we need another directory online directory but you see, all the well the other way of looking at it of course is maybe this is the problem we have so many online directories none of it none of them are it so this by having a top level domain name it has an opportunity to be it to be the authoritative if you like most comprehensive online phone book yeah but who's going to you know who's going to gatekeeper who gets the names how can you know how can i be sure that if i put you know brettking.tel that i'm going to get that and some other brett king somewhere else doesn't get it first yeah not to mention uh, you know there are many companies that have the same name in different countries so how's that going to work yeah how's that going to work or, and what about people who just go out there and squat on names? <laughs> What's to stop me as soon as it becomes available putting Microsoft.tel? Oh, that'd be nice. Indeed. <laughs> it's it's just adding another another you know domain name for people to grab and speculate on. So but, did you did you like the idea some was it a couple of months back of having a uh, the opportunity to buy any top-level domain name. So you can have .bret if you wanted. You had to pay a lot of money, something like 100000 US, but is that a good idea? No. I think it's silly. The, the, the brilliance of the domain names as it was was that you could guess. I could go, oh, I w- I've got a Honda and, and I want to find a user manual for my, for my new Honda. So I can, I can Google, right? Or I could go Honda.com and see where that gets me. But couldn't you just do www.honda? I mean, you're still guessing. It's just you don't need the .com. But you'd have to guess that that was going to be the end. I kind of like the idea. In fact, I was I was toying around with the idea of getting one until I found out that I had to cough up 100,000 US so I thought well that would be that well indeed because you know a top level does have to go into the into the root servers (laughs) well I'll tell you I'll tell you the other thing I don't like about DNS at the moment then that I'd like to see change and that is countries with a three three level system so for example take New Zealand where where we we are we have uh, if you want to register a name it's basically yourname.co.nz or yourname.net.nz or yourname.you know one of the the two second level um, categories .nz why do we need those why don't why don't why don't they just implement it like many other countries canada and switzerland and so on where you just have .ca or .ch etc yeah it's well it's part of the what people love to do, which is categorize, make things simpler. It's we've got dot ag nz, so you know you can you know that whatever that is, it's going to be an academic institution. You can't have you know somewhere pretending somewhere with a name similar to a school, and they've just got you know you know high school dot nz. Is that really a school or not? 
Whereas if you've got highschool.akenz, then you know that it's a, you know. Oh, I just think it adds school. too much complexity. I, I have to disagree with you there. Well, I'll let, you, I'll let you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea. It means that you've got an extra level of security in knowing the name that you've got, you know, what you're looking for. If everything was just .nz or .au or such, then you wouldn't know if you'd gotten to a the actual school's website, a fan group of the school, a somebody pretending to be the school, a not really a school school. You've, or, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, maybe it does make it harder to guess, but... I'd rather say and the thing with with government and and the the mill um, ones. Yeah, you but they could, they could still sure. but they could still reserve that. They could still reserve govt.nz, for example, in New Zealand, and they can have their third levels if they wish. There's nothing stopping them from from doing that mm-hmm. in a two level system. But anyway, we're going off topic a, li- a little bit. Mostly my fault. I digress. <laughs> so, just bringing this show back on track. The uh, the other story we wanted to talk about uh, is the browser market share. Now, what I found interesting was the new results that came out. So, I'll just read those out very brief, very quickly. IE currently has sixty seven to sixty eight percent of the uh, browser market share. Firefox is next with twenty, almost twenty two. Safari a little more than eight. Chrome is very low on one. Well, it's quite new as well on one uh, 1.1%. But what surprises me is Opera at 0.7. Now, the reason I'm asking why is Opera so low is because it's actually a really, really good browser. It's in fact, it's one of only two browsers that pass the ACID2 test. So it's one of the it's most compliant browsers out there. Why? Why don't people like it? What's wrong with it? I would say that probably the the, the number one is that not a lot of people know about it. People know about Firefox because they put a huge amount of effort into their marketing when Firefox was coming out. They took out that you know, um, they took out the full page ad in the New York Times. There was that huge blitz throughout the the, the you know the intertubes where everywhere everybody was talking about the new open source free web browser Firefox. So it's a, it's a marketing all thing. These things. But Opera, Opera, if you are in the web, no, you've heard of Opera, but it's always been in the background. They them, There's just no marketing for it. There's no getting out there and actually selling their browser. The second thing I think is that if you want Opera, you can get it for free, but you have to put up with the ads inbuilt into the browser. Do they have it ads reserves, now? I don't yes, think they it did. Reserved, uh, it reserved, well, last time I checked it, which admittedly was a, a year and a bit ago, um, it was the free version had ad space, um, you know, reserved in the actual frame of the of the um, browser itself. Not no, that, that's not so nice. No, not that's not so nice. So that was the free version was ad supported or you could pay and you could get the non-ad supported one. So it wasn't free. Well, I so, t- well, in fact, I think the combination of those two things, it's not free. Well, it's free if you want if you go for the ad supported variant. 
Um, I should actually check their website to see if it still is done that way before I, you know, yatter on about my experiences of a year and a half ago, shouldn't I? But, oh, I'll continue with my yatter from a year and a half ago. Um, <laughs> I think a lack of um, marketing and the ad-supported freeware version is why it has such a low um, market share. But other than that, yeah, the, the, the underlying framework of Opera is, is brilliant. As you said, it, it passed one of only two that passed the ACID2 test um, for um, the compatibility with the actual standards. Um, yeah, and they've always tried um, their best to make theirs a standard compliant browser. They're, they don't do the Microsoft or the, the Netscape jig of coming up with their own their own codes and their own standards to implement features they want to implement. Yeah, now they've done a really good job, the people at Opera. I, it's it is a, it's a very it's, it's a very it's, good browser. It is indeed. It's just sad that they've not actually gotten out there and made people aware of it. And I'm actually going to check the Opera website right now to see if their free version is still ad supported. All right. While you're doing that, ponder this. I wonder why Internet Explorer is so high. No, okay, that, that's a trick question. <laughs> it's an easy question. Yeah, that one's that yeah. one's pretty obvious. It's bundled with your computer. <laughs> what you mean? I have a choice of web browsers? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought the big blue E was the only thing that there ever was. But don't Microsoft own the internet? Isn't that sort of their tool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Don't yeah, think that's so. funny. You'd be surprised how many people seem to live in that sort of uh, space. So there we go. Those are the latest uh, browser figures. And, you know, that's uh, pretty much it for the international stories out there. It was a very quiet week. So on to the New Zealand stories. And the big one here is that the company's office is to sign up to Twitter and Facebook. Is, is this a good idea, our public servants uh, spending time on Twitter and Facebook? Is it being net savvy or is it just a waste of money? Um, I thought that's well. It makes good net sense depending on who it is that's signing up to it. The company's office is what makes me wonder why it is that they're signing up to Twitter and Facebook. What is it, what is it that they think that the people who use the company's office are going to you know, want to check the Twitter updates to find out what it is that their company's doing? Or is it they're going to publish their um, status updates via Twitter and on their Facebook page? Maybe we can chat with that's them. What, that's, what makes, <laughs> that's what makes me wonder. The company's office seems like an odd thing. But certain other um, companies out there, actual companies, um, it would make a good bit of sense um, for Twitter and Facebook um, because that's how they would reach out to their customers, provide um, support, feedback. I'm just not um, convinced that this is the right... Stuff, but um, but yeah. the company's office itself just seems a, an odd choice. <laughs> well, I'm not convinced that this is the right channel, actually, um, for the company's office or for any government service, really. It probably yeah. sounds a little old-fashioned for me, but I, I, I can't really see any value in it. Oh, I guess we, we have to wait and see, but... Uh, yeah, it, uh, definitely it, not on Twitter. <laughs> definitely not on no, Twitter. No, no. 
that that seems a little a little overkill um, for the company's office. I'm, I'm not sure anybody would be that interested to find out up to the minute knowings of what the company office is up to. Mary from uh, customer service has just gone to Burger King for a double cheeseburger. <laughs> I mean, how useful is that? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, here's, here's a funny one from Microsoft. I love this one. Microsoft <laughs> has, <laughs> yeah, you know what you know, you know where I'm heading with this. Microsoft has launched a basically a new anti-piracy initiative in New Zealand, like they've done in other countries. This is the Office Genuine Advantage program, which is, if you like, the the Office version of Windows Genuine Advantage program. And the funny bit, really, is that uh, you do get a sort of a nag screen, and Microsoft say it's. And this is a quote: "It's meant to be a bit annoying." Just not really annoying. <laughs> I love that. That's the, they're going for. <laughs> we know we're going to annoy you, but we're hoping we're not going to annoy you too much. Well, it's going to annoy people a lot. You, <laughs> you're going. You're you're nagging at them. It's it's going to annoy them, especially if it behaves the way that Windows Genuine Advantage did when it first came out, and even if you have a legitimate copy, you know, flip a coin, you may be nagged that you've got a <laughs> pirated version anyway. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes when it gets rolled out, and we'll see if people actually bothered. Well, the people who have auto-updates on and just click yes to install all updates will get it, no matter what, but um, it may become another one of the things of those of us who do our updates who don't want these things installed which can end up nagging you even if you have legitimate coffees um, mm. and just not installing that update and just remembering to every time I install an update not install that update <laughs> it just seems silly yeah well we, you know what we should do is ask Microsoft on a scale of 1 to 10 on the annoyometer how annoying is this? Would, you, would it be a five or a six? And then what we should do is then ask people, do a survey when this thing is, is sort of out there. You know, on a scale of one to ten, how do you find this and just compare the results? It'd be an interesting thing because they seem Indeed. to have a, a, a very fine uh, sort of uh, level of granularity as to how they explain how annoying it is. Bizarre. Mm, it is. To me, it's just annoying. Well, I haven't <laughs> got it yet, yep. but it would be. Yep. Indeed, it would be annoying if you had pirated version or if it behaves like Windows Genuine Advantage did when it first came out and, you know, claims you have a fake a pirated version even if you've got a completely legitimate version. Yeah, false positives. <laughs> and then you have to go through the, the wonderful ringing them up and going, hello, I've got this thing which is constantly nagging me. I have a legitimate copy. <laughs> I have original install media. <laughs> what do you mean I should have known it, was, it wasn't genuine? <laughs> I don't know. I only paid $2. I thought it was on sale. <laughs> and the fact that the CD has Kodak, <laughs> CDR stamped on it. <laughs> Didn't give it away. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I should have told by that. Hey, uh, Vodafone uh, tried something also recently and had decided perhaps it was a little too annoying as well. What they've done is they um, they plan to charge or start charging $1.50 for each paper invoice that they or bill that they send you in, in the post. And they've admitted it was a bad, bad idea. Uh, Vodafone say, Our customers have told us they quite like the idea of online billing, which would have been free, but they hate, 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 this is the quote, uh, the idea of being charged to receive 
a paper bill. So they've backed out. Whoops, bit of a stuff up there, Vodafone. <laughs> I think so. I think they've they've learned that if they're getting if the customers are getting something for free already, <laughs> even if you bring out something else for free, they're not going to like being subtly charged for something they're already getting for free. <laughs> no. And but look, good on them for going back and saying, hey, that was a stupid thing. I can't believe we even thought of it. Let's pretend yeah. it never happened and we're back to where we were, you know? Exactly. So, so good on exactly. them for doing that. Indeed. Good on them for doing that and good on them for bringing in online billing. I think far more places should have um, stuff online, go paperless. Um, but the option of getting your stuff in paper for those who need it in paper, you don't want to be charged for it if you've already been getting it for free. Uh, it's very difficult to start charging for something that the people are used to having for free. You, you, you know, uh, a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of online columns found the same thing that where uh, they want they basically offered a, a, a like a magazine style or some articles that you could get for free, and then they started doing the. Uh, the uh, per per view uh, subscription model, and when they introduce that, they find that a lot of people just disappear and go somewhere else simply because yep. they're used to getting it for free. Maybe you're better to start giving you know charging from day one. Maybe giving them a free teaser, but charging yep. from day one, and and then there's Indeed. less of a yeah less of a res- less resistance. Yep. Exactly. Well, Brett, it if, was it was a pretty it was a pretty quiet news week. Um, is anything it else? Was, you, is, is anything else you wanted to talk, to talk about in the uh, tech space? In the tech space, um, not really, not really. As you said, it's been a very very slow week. I would like to point out something which I did read on stuff, which was a side bit from a a segue from when I was reading one of the other things which you'd posted about. Um, and that is the the new Australian queen of YouTube, the most, the most viewed YouTuber from Australia. Her YouTube name is Community Channel, um, two M's, properly spelt, which is brilliant, uh, two N's in the channel. Um, and she is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. She posts these, you know, once or twice a week, a little um, four to six minutes um, video, um, which is basically a comedy skit about something that's happened to her in her week or something she's noticed in her every day. And what's really neat about it is she plays all of the different characters in it and she cuts them together um, and She's really, really funny. <laughs> I've spent um, a good few hours today going through her backlog of um, um, little skits, and she's really funny. I highly recommend that you have give her a gander. So how long are her episodes each time? What do we talk, uh, a couple of minutes? They're between or? four and six minutes oh, okay. long. Do you know, that's a lot and of work to do what she's doing. If, if anyone out there is actually... Uh, done this sort of stuff in, in terms of the, the video editing I'm talking about you know unless you've done that you don't realise how much work that takes just to edit this podcast and all our mistakes out um, <laughs> takes a long time takes longer than it does to record yeah highly recommend you give her a, give her a community well, channel you'll, you'll have to a community channel okay I'll, ch- I'll check that out next time I'm on YouTube which is incidentally quite frequently <laughs> See, if they had a sign-up thing, if you had to sign up to even to view anything on YouTube, 
I probably wouldn't spend a lot of time there because I'd know that I would and therefore I wouldn't sign up just like with Facebook but because it's yeah. kind of you know you don't have to sign up to view videos well that does chew up a bit of my time the way it is it's meant to be addictive I suppose that's how they get indeed. an audience indeed and it's yeah it's a great media can't knock YouTube sorry no, <laughs> absolutely it's um yeah okay so uh, that look that pretty much wraps up um, I think another episode unless there's anything else to talk about I just can't find any other news items out there so I guess we'll we'll wrap this up okay okay alright thank you very much everyone for joining us and uh, Brett thank you once again uh, for being on the show and we'll My see pleasure. we'll see everyone again uh, back here next week thank you very much bye bye